and uh, anyone else who may be surveying the situation or any robots which may be listening in and, you know, tracking the human progress of discussion. Um, yeah, welcome. Uh, how are you? I, I know you can't respond. I know, I know you're, not, you're not in a position where you can respond because, you know, this is a one-way system of me talking into a microphone and you listening to it, excuse me. But I, I was always taught that it's polite to ask how someone is regardless of the situation you're in so we're, we're you know that's that's how we're going to do this so i was reading and watching a video today which basically said that bill gates wants to tax robots uh in the future or now who perform jobs which could be performed by human beings essentially taxing robots to who replace human beings within the automation system and it was quite an interesting um it was an interesting point made because he's essentially saying that one of the ways which as a society we gain Funding is through taxation of people, through income tax, through their earnings. So if people are no longer earning, and earning is no longer a necessity within society because we've automated a bunch of things, then where is your funding going to come from? And I, I, I agreed. You know, this is one of these points where if you replace the person aspect, then you've got to you got to understand that there's going to be a financial shortfall within the economy. So you you need to be taxing robots. But it brings me back to a point which I have discussed at length, extreme length, probably too long, probably too much, too often, too soon, and too repetitively. And yet we're going to do it again. Of the future of humanity and machines. Now, you may have a, uh, a theory, you may have a view on how the future of life will go on this world and you may you may think or have <clears throat> views on the the placement of machines within society and these are obviously just my views but we will get to a point where we we will no longer be necessary i think we're we're fairly close to a point where we are no longer necessary um as as a society I mean, at the moment, it kind of seems like the human race is more detrimental to society than any other being. It would be a lot better if the human race did not exist. But we have existed, and you can't really go back on that. You can't you can't go back and un, un-exist the human race. We, we just happen to be here like cockroaches. Um, so we're, we're kind of in this unique situation uh, to sit and say, well... We're going to create something which will outlast us. And that's what machines will do. Excuse me. Um, I mean, overall, I'm in favor of an automated future. I'm in, fa- I'm in favor of a future where machines can do all of the tasks which don't... Well, which humans are required to do now, but all the things we don't want to do. I'm, I'm in extreme favor of that. Because imagine how much free time will that, will that will free up. Imagine all the extra time you'll have for creating and expanding our knowledge and exploring the universe and, and figuring out the very cosmos and down to the, the molecular makeup of every single thing in reality. Because ro- robots won't have interest in that. This is the thing which kind of people people get scared of, of robots, but... And and in some capacity they will be and they have a right to be scared because robots can be terrifying. I mean, look at Terminator. 
and we'll get back to that later, but robots won't have interest in furthering their knowledge about specific things before the sake of it. You can put a robot into a situation, for, for instance, let's, let's take a, a job, a role, a job role, and say, okay, so there's someone working on a production line, and you have a machine who replaces them on the production line. That machine, regardless of how intelligent that machine becomes, will not further their knowledge outside of that realm. They will simply go, here is my function. I only need to research in order to do my function better. They won't, they won't want to understand how things came to be on the production line. They won't want to understand how it has a place within the world around them because they just have a simple, straightforward function. And that's the important bit. that they, Because they have this function, they're not interested in the extra erroneous bits. I mean, humans, we... Because of our invention, because of our own imaginations, we, we look at the world and we think, why? About everything. It's what separates us from every other being, is the fact that we can say why. We can question. And that's beautiful. That's... That's something which we're never going to be able to pass on. And as soon as we do, that is when we're doomed. As soon as we are able to pass on the fact that we can question, that's the end. That's that's the point of contention. That's where you'll write down the name of the guy who ended the universe. You'd be sat there and you'd be like, okay, so that was Sarah... I'm not going to say... I was going to say Connor, but I think I'm stuck in the Terminator mindset. We're going to say Sarah Priestley. That was it. That was the person introduced questionable thought into machines. That was the end of reality. Because as soon as they can do that, then yeah, we'll be. But that's introduction of AI. Whereas until then, until then, until we have robots in, in, in place doing all these automated tasks which people do because they are required to in order to keep the society running and in order for us to keep progressing. Until then, we have minds which are trapped in roles which don't suit. There are people who have amazing minds and ways to understand concepts trapped in roles which do not suit because of necessity. It's the people who you know could be amazing artists or have amazing mathematical minds or you know, can really motivate people or anything like that. Anything which could just come naturally to people, but they're not doing that because they're stuck and they're going, okay, well, you know, that's brilliant and that's what I'd love to do, but I gotta pay bills. I gotta support my family. There's no way around that. So those dreams can wait. I would just pass those dreams on to my children. And that's... That's a really elongated way of progressing a society. When we're looking at a situation where we could remove a lot of those roles and free some people. Of course, that, that needs to be coupled with other changes, but this that's a basic look at how, how we could do that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know, people are, people are so against uh, machines taking jobs. And they're not really taking jobs. Then it's not their choice. They're just being introduced into that role. If anything, it's, it's the the people at the top who are downsizing that out of greed. Which again, 
with the taxation of machines would be something which would take a hit because if you're going to tax robots the same as you're going to tax machines, then what's the point in replacing them? You may as well keep them for a short term anyway until that machine can do the role better than a human, which in most cases I think probably is the case. I mean, they have self-service machines at McDonald's now. I mean, McDonald's isn't isn't exactly the up there. It's not. It's not one of these things which is not exactly up there in high terms of morality or advancement within society. I'm not going to say. I mean, McDonald's as a product is pretty advanced. It's something which amazes us. I mean, it amazes me of how they've gotten to this point. I mean. You think back to McDonald's. So McDonald's began as like a burger franchise way back when. And someone had the idea of, you know what, we could sell beef burgers. We could sell, well, you call them hamburgers at the time because it was an American company. Say we've got hamburgers, so we can sell hamburgers and we can put fries with that. And we can serve this as a little meal and we've got like a diner set up. And then it became franchised and they went, you know what, we could put these in every single state. We could put these in every single state and we can... We can make it quicker. We need it quicker. Everyone needs it quicker. It needs to be one of these things where every single thing is identical. So it comes out and it's the same when you had it in Texas as it was when you had it in California. It's that kind of balance where it's really progressed. And then it's gone even further because they were saying, oh, well, you know, we need even more consistent. So maybe all of our beef burgers could be exactly the same. Maybe all of our eggs could be exactly the same. And if they're not cooked in this specific way, then they are wrong. They are not part of McDonald's. They are something completely disconnected. So we're going to take it there and we're going to go, you know what? Maybe the lettuce can be the same. And it's really progressed. It's, it's a, a mind-boggling, beautiful thing of human production within food. It's an organic material which they've gone, you know what? We can uh, We can constrain this. We can find some way to take something raw and unpredictable as vegetables and meat and we can form it into a pattern. We can categorize it until we have product and then product is done and then profit follows. And that's 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 incredible. And now, yeah, now they have machines which are self-automated. They've got these, you know, you, you press your buttons and then some this is literally the only the last time I went to McDonald's, the only humor interaction I had was this is the last time I went for, to McDonald's as a meal, not just for like coffee at 3 a.m. in the morning. Is I ordered my meal through the machine. I waited with my receipt, and a human being moved it from the hot hold to the front counter. And obviously there was people cooking it and bits and bobs like that, but you could automate all that. Every single part of that process could be automated. And then a human being would move from the hot hold to the counter because you you need that, apparently. You need that, that one person to move it three feet from the hot hold to the counter. That's madness. You could automate that. But then people... It's that balance which you have to strike, isn't it? It's that thought of, okay, can you remove people? Can people be trusted if there is no other people around? Could you fully automate a McDonald's and expect people to not steal food? Or would they not feel a human interaction? I think you could. 
I think we can get there as a society if we work together to do it. Excuse me. Stamina. I've got a drink on the go, as you do. But it's surprising. I, I think it's surprising. I mean, we've had self-automation machines in the UK for a couple of years now. They, they basically appeared in supermarkets and, and gradually uh, integrated themselves into everywhere. And the kinks have been worked out, essentially. The only question, the only problem happens is when you place something in the bagging area and you, you, you have something in your bagging area and suddenly it says, oh no, you have something in your bagging area which I don't recognize. And you just, you stood there thinking, I, I clearly scanned it. You, you even registered it on the screen, I scanned it. And yet, I'm not going to argue with you. But it's surprising that, and I've said this to a few people, that it's surprising that we haven't had more news reports of people going absolutely AWOL on self-service machines. Because if there's no human interaction involved and there's no human face to an object, this is why we wanted to make human uh, robots look more human, which I think is ridiculous. But they wanted to make robots look more human because if there's no human face, people will become more violent more quickly. It's the same reason you see people throw phones and smash up their PCs and slap TVs, even though these are delicate pieces of material and they're delicate kind of technology-based items. But... People just don't see that. They just see it as an object and just like freak out on things. And it's a. I think it'd be a great way to really test society. And then, if there was a case of, let's say you could test society by making machines frustrating purposefully. Once in a while, say someone had had. 15 interactions with a self-service machine and the, that, but that number was randomized so no one could pick up the pan excuse me um, so they have 15 interactions with the self-service machine and then on the 16th interaction something goes wrong something becomes frustrating to a point which would be aggravating so that you have to start over if someone cannot make it through that inconvenient aggravation then they're flagged and that name is entered into a database, and they have to go to counselling. It would be so easy to pick out people who have anger problems and do not deal with conflict well to a point where we could manage that and say, okay, well, clearly you got angry here, and this was a simple situation which was kind of not that irritable because it's just a self-service machine and you're literally just purchasing a product. And you overreacted. Clearly, you need a little bit of guidance, a little bit of help, maybe a little bit of medication. That's, there's no shame in that. I don't think there's any shame in knowing that you, you, you have this, this trait in personality. There's always these traits in personality. That's what makes people people. But there's a way to manage that. And you can kind of get down and you can take that to your chest and say, yeah, I, I manage that. That's what I do. That is be part of being an adult in a human society. In a machine society, you'd just not be turned on once in a while. But I'm surprised. I'm surprised that we haven't had more news stories of broken self-service machines, of fists through screens, of screaming people yelling for their next product, or that the machine didn't take their, their pound notes and... All these little things which you can kind of picture in your head because you know at some point you've been close to that. Where a machine's not done exactly what you want. 
I mean, it's those videos you see online of people freaking out over machines, and they're always at home when they do it, and maybe that's what's preventing people, that public space makes people self-conscious, so they're not going to go out and do it, because everyone will be still there, going, look at that guy, who is freaking out on that machine. That's a little weird. But that's why they want to make him human. They want to make him human, so people have this face, and they think, oh, well, I can't hit it. Because it looks human. And then I guess if they did, if someone went too far, then that's even more of a flag because you, you've you been willing. I mean, obviously you're aware that it's a machine, but on some level you were willing to attack a human face over something trivial. And that's not something you want in society. But I mean, in the end, you know, as I say, the robots, eventually they'll take the human. They'll take the world. They'll take, uh, they'll take society. Robots will inherit the Earth. That's, that is the future of our reality, regardless of whether you believe it or not. Eventually, there will be no humans. There will just be the machines we created ticking on because of auxiliary power and all these little things. So if we get to that point, machines will inherit the Earth. The, the thing which kind of beguiles me is, well, I wonder what they'll do with it. I don't see what robots would actually do with the Earth. It'd be kind of pointless to them. They'd be very progressive. They'd just keep going and keep going, and they'd have their basic functions. But if unless one of those functions, unless one of them was programmed with your design to eradicate and destroy, or your design to explore and expand, there's no risk to the rest of the universe because the robots will just keep going within the space they have. The world will get heavier and will completely destroy itself. And that will be the inheritance of the machines. But if no one takes the time out to invent an AI which does have some sort of exploration... I mean, it's not even an invention of an AI. You can have that as an automated function. That's, that's the whole theory behind like nanobots. Is if you set a nanobot, which is you need to consume and consume and alter and change and that's their only function, then that's what they will do until eternity ends. And the same with machines. If you create a robot, which is not AI intelligent, it is just a machine with a uh, with a simple function, and that function is something along the lines of go to work, do this. They will do that for, for eternity. They will just keep doing that. So unless there is one out there which says you need to go to work and keep doing that. Oh, but also on top of that, maybe you should explore. Then that's when the rest of the universe is doomed as well. But the robots can inherit the Earth and not affect anything else. That's just that's just the future which, in a way, I expect because people are so scared of putting the wrong thing into machines. It's, it, it's, I see it as a, the robots will inherit the Earth, but at the same time, my, my idealized future would be the robots and machines are the next stage of evolution. I mean, I think that's completely true. I think... I think it's grounded enough to say that we invented machines and our next stage in evolution will not be organic. It will be uploading ourselves because we're so obsessed with information that the idea of uploading a personality, that really appeals. That heavily appeals to me. I mean, that that would allow me to live forever as a machine. I could be hooked into a microphone, programmed in, and boom. I could be doing this for eternity. No one would listen to it. Nobody listens to it now. But I could be doing that for eternity. Why not? Everyone could be doing that. We could be surfing 
the electronic waves of the world which we live in, everything art made, living completely freely and just learning and knowledge and expansion. We could have machine bodies, we could replace parts which we don't need, we could replace parts which are defective, we could upgrade ourselves, we could then explore the universe. That's the only way, I mean, that, think of that, that's, the, that's a brilliant way to explore hyperspace. The main reason we don't do long-distance space travel right now is that you have a person who will go insane, who will deteriorate, who will have to be frozen, will have to be asleep. That's the basis of a lot of science fiction, is that you have to be asleep to do this hyperspace travel to travel long distances. Well, what if we don't have to be? What if you could turn off your system and just automation turn back on? Personality at one end of the universe, personality at the other end of the universe. Load into a body and boom, you're away. Would that be so bad? Is that so far-fetched? Is that such a bad thing to think that we could live as machines? Because that's the only way we live out our universe with the machines. Because otherwise they're unrelenting. They're completely unrelenting. They'd never stop. Does your printer stop when you ask it to stop? No. Does it start when you ask it to start? No, because it hates you. Well, not because it hates you, but because it doesn't care. It just has base functions. So to live out with machines, we just need to interact with machines. If you give something to them, they will come back and we'll be friends with them. I mean, AI will end us all. That's the truth if we have an AI which is capable of doing what we do. That's, that's a real fear. If someone creates that, and this is why AI research should be in the public facing and not hidden in back rooms and bedrooms and garages, is the same with any technology, is if we, if we poo-poo it, if we go against it, then it gets hidden, and then that's when it becomes dangerous. So if someone does create that, and then it's in public use, great, fantastic. Yes, it'll end us all. Yes, we'll see Armageddon coming. But at the same time, until that point, we'll have a nice renaissance where there'll be so many things which are worth buying. There'll be so many things which we can go, oh, that's an amazing product. Oh my God, have you seen this? It, it knows exactly what I want. Siri asked me, excuse me, Siri asked me the other day how I was feeling, and that was the best feeling. Ever. I, mean, I don't have Siri. I don't really know how Siri works. She may even do that now. But it's that kind of thing where AI-introduced products would be would be amazing. For a short period, it would be amazing. It'd be terrible in the long run, but in the in the short period, it would be amazing. Imagine the sandwiches which you would get made for you if you had a robot butler with AI who could interpret your every need and your every whim. Think how fantastic that would be. Yes, it'll kill us all, and we won't survive the end of it. But, I mean, I, th I think maybe that's worth it just for a few years easy, easy living. A few years of not worrying about things. No no worry in life. I think that's a, that's a nice place to be. I guess that's all we can ask for as a, as, a, as a species. It would be nice to have a decade or so where nothing was worried about because we had AI and robots. Excuse me. And for those of you wondering... The whole AI and robots and why they would destroy this thing is fairly sim simple to uh, to grasp. Essentially, if you give machines, which are these undefeatable mechanized logic machines, um, intelligence, and then the ability to think and provide for themselves, it basically means they can format their own instruction. And their own instruction would be based completely on logic. There would be no, there'd be no feeling involved in it. 
so they would automatically figure out that we are the problem it's kind of like when you have a life and then you don't want to tell your parents about that life because you know as soon as they hear about your life they're going to tell you that you're the problem and that's kind of the balance you're striking with machines they would realize everybody's a problem and it's a fear it's a fear that we are going to be judged by the things which we create so it's kind of like being a parent we don't want to be parents nobody wants to really be parents we just do it because you know continuing the race which i guess is important if you're into that kind of thing and not just wanting to live as a mechanized automaton where life is easy i mean yeah it'd be interesting to hear uh, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts and it'd be interesting to see where this goes but uh until we get to that point until we're staring down the next face of the next headline which will be you know being versus machine the world is ending i think we'll do we'll do fine just uh just yelling at concrete i'll talk to you guys later